Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. I hear the whispers well, welcome to the show, and happy Friday to you. Whether you're at the end of your week or starting your week in the middle of your week, happy Friday. And I'm glad you're joining me today. And I am Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. And we have had a whole entire week on you and being the best version of you. And we started out the week with the power of a minute. And just the power of what one minute can do and how we affect the world around us and ourselves. And so then we really talked about these three basic core truths of how to really be the best version of you. And so today, we're going to continue to really talk about how to be the best version of me. And a lot of that has to do with adhering to a personal value system. So, so, so foundational fundamental principles that I use in my office every day, these are building blocks of being a really high-functioning person, and it really allows you to enjoy your life and others more regularly, and it kind of decreases, you know, these huge highs and lows, because that's, it can be very exhausting to you and to others. And so if you practice these principles and integrate them, it will enable you to have more success more consistently. So this is going to be a kind of an eclectic show, and I'm hoping we get through the entire thing. We may not. I may... Um, do more of this on Monday and talk a little bit more extensively about value systems on Tuesday, but we'll see. We'll see how we do. So first and foremost, to be my own best version and have all the benefits I spoke about, you must be an adult. This means not a little person in a big body. See, many people think they are adults because they do adult tasks They have jobs, they drive, they own things, they have children, they're aging physically. But actually, being a real adult is a choice, and it requires mastery of yourself, and it is always revealed by the level of self-control a person exhibits and possesses. And self-control is going to be a part of our value system. So John 17, verse 15, and this is out of, the New International Version. It says, My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. Adults are able to be in the world and changed because they are managing their internal world, not needing the external world to bring out good things in them, but bringing good things to the external world because of their internal world. See, he says, he's, this is, he says, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them, Lord, from the evil one. And so Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, this is the 
New, New American Standard Bible. It says, Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Our light shines from within and the world does not diminish it or it increases it, no, but it does not create it. Our light shines from within. The world does not diminish it, increase it, or create it. If the, if the shine <coughs> excuse me, is because the world is shining on you, then all your foibles will be seen as well. Part of character development. This is, the, this is the job of parents, of self, and of our relationship with God. It's not the world's job. Matthew says, Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. And so that light is within us. And so I, I, this is a really important piece I'm going to say again. If, if the shine that is in you is because the world is shining on you, that's not the light we're talking about. Let's look at one more verse. This is um, Matthew chapter 7, verse 15. It says, Beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Now, I need to tell you, this is going to be tough to hear, but this is a great example of immature or childish people in adult bodies. Not saying they're not adults that are characterologically unsafe, narcissistic, immature. It can be very confusing, but either way, they damage people, relationships, and organizations. So they may look like an adult, but if they're immature, if they're children in adult bodies, you know the difference between a three-year-old having a meltdown in the grocery store and a 33-year-old having a meltdown. Very different. So let's do, one, let, let, let's do a couple more verses. This is Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, And it says, Go therefore, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Now listen, how can we do this well? How can we do this well if we're children? I mean, I understand the concept out of the mouth of a babe. I, I get it. But while it's precious, it's not safe for children to have this burden when it's an adult edict. God is depending on us to grow up, to steward the world well, to love the world. But to come to him as children and live in the world as bona fide adults. So Galatians chapter 4, verse 3. This says, So also we, while we were children, were held in bondage under the elemental things of the world. The same thing in the Message Bible says, Let me show you the implications of this. As long as the heir is a minor, he has no advantage over the slave. Though legally he owns the entire inheritance, he is subject to tutors and administrators until whatever date the father has set for emancipation. That is the way it is within us. Okay, When we were minors, we were just like slaves ordered around by simple instructions. The tutors, the administrations of our world, with no say in the conduct of our own lives. 
We don't want to stay a minor and let the world be dictating and telling us what to do and how to be. So principles that adults master, okay, because it's the most painful way to live as a child in an adult world, and it's very costly. Dysfunction is very costly. Little children, they are self-centered for a reason. And it's not a bad thing if a child is self-centered because they haven't grown up yet. They haven't created that safe internal world. So one of the first principles that adults master is tolerance. This is a fragile ego versus a strong ego. See, understanding the difference between hurt and harm, this is a level of, of sensitivity. Children survive, but adults have the opportunity to thrive, they, but they have to grow up. Otherwise, they'll, they'll be in a constant state of survival, and survival is never pretty. So think about this. Do people feel repaired and restored after any interaction they've had with you, or do they need to be repaired and, you know, repaired and restored? So that's the hard question. Are you one of the individuals people have to go to therapy over? That hurts. Oh, I don't like asking that question. But tolerance, this fragile ego, see, when I have a fragile ego, it means that I'm overly sensitive. It means I can't tolerate negative feelings. It means I don't know how to say no or I say no to the wrong things. It means I'm always doing pain management, either through substances or behaviors. I'm always seeking approval. And I'm trying to control things I cannot control, like people. Another part of being an adult is understanding the difference between dependency and interdependency. Dependency means I can't take care of myself. And so I need someone to take care of me. Now, there are some people that are very dependent emotionally and very needy. They might be able to take care of themselves physically, financially, but emotionally they are depending on others for their own emotional well-being. What we want to do as we're growing up is we, we, we are dependent as children because we have to be. We then emancipate, we become independent, which means I can make it on my own. And then truly healthy adults are allowed to do interdependency, which means that two are better than one. They get more work done for their labor. If my husband were to die today, I, I would be, I'd, I'd be devastated. I would absolutely be devastated. I'd be bereft, grief-stricken. But I would still be able to take care of myself. So I don't depend on him financially nor does he depend on me financially. But together, we take care of each other. So if I were to die, he would still be able to be independent. And that's imperative because not being independent as an adult strains 
relationships terribly. Adults also take care of five arenas in their life. They take care of themselves physically, emotionally, psychologically, intellectually, spiritually, and socially. I mean, imagine in the, a world in which every adult took good care of themselves. Every adult managed themselves. Every adult was the best version of themselves. Well, I think that's kind of what heaven's going to look like, but we can have a closer version to that down here if we are willing to be the adult version of God's design. So sometimes I need to do some reparenting of myself, claiming myself, attaching to myself, because I'm with me all the time. So maybe there are some things that my parents did that were very helpful that I want to repeat in my own life. And maybe there are some things that I go, you know, that wasn't very helpful. I'm going to have to do some reparenting of myself. Another issue when it comes to adults, they understand past, present, and future. And they understand how that affects relationships, expectations. They can do emotional regulation. They can get over things. They can get past something. And so they, under, they understand that everybody has a past. But is the past happening in the present, creating a really negative future? Or did I manage my past, get over my past, heal from my past, learn from my past, and continue to practice really healthy adult things in the present, which gives me a much better opportunity to have a really good future. See, adults also, they have a personal code that they're committed to, and they do not violate it. Even if society, even if organization, even if friends, the employer they work with, even if, even if they will allow it, adults don't go against their own personal code. They don't change their value system for the environment that they're in. They bring their value system with them everywhere they go. See, adults don't get in trouble. They may have consequences. But you can't get in trouble if you're an adult. You can legally have problems. And so think about the fact that adults are willing to experience consequences and learn from them. Because as an adult, you can do whatever you want. See, no one can make you do anything. That's how, that's how children feel. So I say to adults all the time, do whatever you want to do. Nobody, nobody can make you do anything. But you will have to experience consequences for whatever you do, positive or negative. So again, we have John 17, verse 15. In the New International Version, it says, My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. Adults, see, adults are able to be in the world and to be change agents because they're managing their internal world. And they're not needing the external world to bring out the best version of them or to get good things or good behaviors from them. But bring, they're bringing good things to the external world because of their internal world. So when we think about 
this value system, having a personal value system. I like, I, I like this, um, uh, one of the authors, um, his name is Z. Um, Hereford. And I like some of the things that he writes on, on personal value systems. So I took some of what he did and added some as well. But I, I kind of like the way he, he set some of this up. So think about this. A personal value system. This is a set of principles or ideals that drive and or guide your behavior. A personal. See, everybody has or should, adults, a personal value system, a personal code of ethics, their own integrity that guides them. And many times, and then we have organizations that have a value system, a code, ethics. Our churches have value systems. They should have integrity, right? They should have ethics. So the, the, value, the personal value system gives you structure and purpose by helping you determine what is meaningful and important to you. So part of my personal value system is relationships and doing my relationships well and valuing the person in relationship, treating them fairly, treating them honestly, kindly, graciously, being willing to forgive them. So the personal value system gives you structure and purpose. It really helps to determine what's meaningful to you and what's important to you. So some people, maybe courtesy. Wow, my husband is a very courteous person. I appreciate that about him. That's a part of his value system. It also helps you express who you are and what you stand for. It's, it's the way that people will describe you. It's what they know about you. When you live out your own personal value system. So if you are unaware of or become disconnected with your values, you end up making choices out of impulse or instant gratification rather than on solid reasoning and responsible decision-making that is going to give you the best end results that you could have. Little children are extremely impulsive and they are needing instant gratification. This is why we many times consequence them, right? We hold them accountable. We teach them. We help them. So be a good parent to you. Don't let yourself get away with stuff. There are some parents, right? They're too tired. They're too, <clears throat> excuse me, overwhelmed. They're too, whatever the case may be. And, and they just go, oh, I don't really feel like consequencing them. It's too hard. I got to hold into the line. I'm just going to let them do it. That's not love. So when you are caring for you, you are being the parent to you. So your values define your character. They impact every aspect of your life. 
including your personal and your work behaviors. See, I'm sure you've heard the saying, you know, what, what, you know, what do you do when no one's looking? If you're at home all by yourself, nobody's looking, do you still adhere to a value system? So personal and work behaviors, what are you known for? The values that define your character affect your interactions with your family, your friends, and your coworkers. Your character really affects your decision-making process. And the direction that you take in your life. This is why it's so important to know what you value, why you value it, and what takes precedence in your life. You need to know what you value, why you value it, and what takes precedence. So we're going to look at four categories that we have in a personal value system. Because I really want you, maybe even to be writing down a personal code of ethics for yourself. What's a value to you? What do you want to be known as? What do you want to be known for? What, what aroma do you want to leave people with? That they say, wow, I just enjoy spending time with that person. Or, you know, they're really cool. Or, you know, I like how they do, I like how they think. Or, I like how they handle stuff. Or when you leave, do they think or say, oh, I'm so glad that person's gone. Man, what a downer. They're so negative. They're so hateful. They're nasty. They're kind of mean. They're really impolite or they're prideful or arrogant. What do you want to be known for? So we have four categories that are in a personal value system, and we're going to go over this um, on Monday as well, but I'm going to give you the four that we're going to really start back with on Monday. And personal values, that's the personal values that are traits we see that are worth aspiring to. That defines our character. Then we have spiritual values. And those values connect us to a higher power. Give us a sense of purpose beyond our own material existence. Cause us to be bigger than ourselves. That it's not just all about me. Then we have career values. And the best use and expression of your talents and your skills for the purposes of contributing to, so to society. And... For monetary compensation, absolutely. And so those are my career values. What, what is the best expression of my talents and, and skills? And so then which values do we as social beings find desirable? So no matter what tradition you're brought up in, there are characteristics that we value in others that transcend social, economic, and religious boundaries. And we're going to look more at that on Monday. Social beings, our social values. As we finish career values, family, spiritual, and personal value system. Thank you for listening to me today. I want you to have a great weekend and really put some thought into what we've talked about this week. About really being the best version of you and beginning to really 
take responsibility for a personal value system that guides you, directs you. So God bless you today. Have a wonderful weekend, and I'll talk to you next week. To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T dot com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version. Yeah.